It's time for the Hattie.com Radio Show. Hattie.com Radio is an in-depth look at all things VA. If you need help with the VA, log on to Hattie.com. Now, here's your host, Gerald Cook. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, on this 21st day of January 2015. We're here with our co-host, Jay Basser and uh stretcher technician and today our guest speaker is glenn johnson he's he's uh head of the of the champa ba there out of colorado uh denver i think and uh how you doing today glenn oh i'm good um just clarify i'm the actually the chief of communications out here gerald the uh, I don't want people thinking I'm getting a swelled head, you know. <laughs> well, so. that's that's about as high up in the BA as or, or uh, I'm about to anyone. Well, I, so. I I don't need any more hassle than I already got in my life there, Gerald. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, pretending you're somebody you're not is a sure way to get yourself into a lot of trouble. So. Boy, that's a that's a fact. Yeah. Uh, what's going on with uh, Champa VA? Is that how's that going to be? Uh, yeah, are there any new things uh, cropping up here in 2015 that that well, right uh, now we people? Got... Mm-hmm. Well, right now we have. Uh, uh, we're a little bit excited because uh, there is a piece of legislation in committee right now that would raise the uh, uh, eligibility age to 26 for dependents in Champ VA. And, uh, you know, we, we've had this, we, we've gone through this drill several times in the past, um, and, and nothing's ever even made it to the floor to be voted on. You know, more often than not, what happens is Congress has, has found that uh, the cost for raising the uh, eligibility age for champion dependence to 26 is is cost prohibitive and so they've never even had it on the floor to vote um it doesn't stop um folks from from introducing legislation but you know it's got to make it out of committee and, and we haven't had any of that yet so we have another one in there uh we have another piece of legislation that's currently uh being kicked around in committee and we're hoping that it'll uh it'll pass that and actually go to a vote I know that's been a concern for uh, a lot of our uh, Champ VA beneficiaries who have children, and some of our Champ VA beneficiaries that are uh, dependents of veterans, um, uh, getting that that increase to to age 26 to fall in line with TRICARE and the Affordable Care Act. Um, But uh, so far it hasn't happened, and... uh, you know, we, we've talked about it in the past, but uh, Champ VA, um, for those of you who don't know, is uh, uh, a health care program for the dependents of veterans who have been rated permanently and totally disabled, uh, who have died of a service-connected disability, were rated permanent and total at the time of death, um, or were uh, killed on active duty but otherwise not entitled to uh, TRICARE. Um, one of the things about Champ VA, um, although it's a very solid program, there are some there are some aspects of the program that make it very very solid, um, and we'll go over those in a second. Um, you know, the biggest thing is that it's 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 not just a benefit; it's not something that can be um, uh, sort of messed with too hard. It's actually two public laws: Public Law ninety three eighty two. In public law 10714. So um, that gives it an enormous amount of stability because to change anything within Champ VA, um, increase, decrease benefits, um, any of that, it has to be legislated. You can't just do it with a stroke of a pen and get rid of it. It doesn't work that way. That makes it very solid. That makes it a very good program in terms of longevity and funding and a lot of other things. The downside to that, <clears throat> unfortunately, 
is, as you know, because I know you guys all got A in civics course when you went to school, um, to change it, you have to go through the whole legislative process. Uh, you can't just decide, okay, well, we're going to give somebody this or we're going to take this away or we're going to add money to it. It doesn't work that way. You have to actually change the law, and that can be difficult. Uh, so it's it's a bit of a, a double-edged sword. Uh, Champ VA is, is not going anywhere. It's an enormously stable and well-funded uh, program. Uh, at the same time, it's it's kind of a big big boat to turn. And, and so... Um, in terms of age 26 um, eligibility for dependents, you know, to increase that, it's got to go through the entire process of, of rewriting the law or introducing new legislation that augments the current law, and then it's got to be voted on by both houses of Congress and signed by the president. One of the other things that makes Champ VA so um, uh, solid is that it's not funded by the VA. Now, we manage the money for it, uh, certainly, and we decide uh, you know, we're going to pay providers and we're going to reimburse beneficiaries for claims sent in and things like that. But the money uh, that we get to do that doesn't come from the VA's budget. It actually comes from the president's budget. So a couple of years ago, remember, when uh, uh, the government shut down um, because of issues with sort of conflict with the, with, with the chief executive's office in, in Congress, um, you know, the rest of the government shut down, but we'd already had our money because our money was tied to the actual president's budget. We had had our money. We never shut down at all. We paid, we worked through and paid claims during that entire in, that entire time period. Um, so it's an enormously stable program. It's just a little unwieldy because you have to go through the entire legislative process to change anything. Um, but in terms of anything new, there, uh, program-wise, there really isn't. Um, let me give you some numbers real quick about uh, where we are with the program. Um, 2014, um, we had 400, by the end of the year, uh, fiscal year, 2014, which ended last September 30th. Uh, last year, we uh, had 417,200 people eligible for the program. Um, out of that 417,200, we actually paid claims for or to uh, 321,000. We call those people uh, unique users. So we're right about on par. We always seem to have about 100,000, between 90 and 100,000 people every year for whatever reason they don't use the program. Now, I, I I am forever chastising people who do that. <clears throat> sometimes they get signed up, they don't even know they have the program. Uh, sometimes they forget that they can send things in. Um, but really, all you folks out there that have CHAMP VA, you need to be, if, if we owe you money, you need to send us the claims in. We're very good about processing our claims. We're processing our claims um, in, in well within standard now, which is less than 30 days. Um, it's it's one of the better uh, managed and run programs within the VA. Um, so if we, uh, uh, we owe you money, if you had medical claims, if you had medical care, and, and you're entitled to CHAMP VA, you, you really need to send us that, uh, uh, you send, send those claims so that's money in your pocket. Uh, what we end up with a lot of times is um, sometimes folks don't want to send it in because it's not very much money. And I ran into a lady not too long ago. She's like, well, I know I, I should be sending my, my claims in for my pharmacy, but it's a $2 copay and who cares? Well, I asked her, how many how many medications do you take? How many copays like that do you have? She goes, oh, I take about 17 or 18 medications. I said, okay, so at 17 or 18 a month or weekly, or how, how do you do that? She goes, I usually get them in 30-day blocks. I said, okay. <clears throat> she was paying between 2 and $9 a copay, so let's, let's average that out and say it's uh, $6 a copay. Six times 19 is uh, 60, that's $114 a month times 12. That's 
you know, she's nickel and diming herself out of about $1,200, $1,300 a year. I don't know about you. Um, I'll take $1,300 back a year. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know, in this in this day and age, I think people are, are um, uh, they're, they're kind of jaded by all the numbers out there in their lives. Uh, there's numbers for everything, and when they see something uh, that's two bucks or a buck fifty or something like that, they they just think, ah, I'm not going to bother. It's just not not worth the time. But you know, all that stuff adds up. And uh, um, I, I really highly encourage people that are in the Champ VA program, don't dawdle about it. You only have a year from the date of service to send us a claim. Um, so you know when you get those, you, you really need to send it in. And, and okay, you might get a you might get a check for two dollars and sixty cents, or you might get a check for twenty eight dollars, or whatever the deal is. But uh, that that's that's money that that uh, your veteran earned basically through his or her service. Um, and uh, you should do yourself the favor by getting the money put back in your pocket and respecting their service and, and uh, since they got you into the CHAMP VA program, utilizing it. Um, and nothing saddens me more, frankly, is when people sign up for it and they, uh, they tell me they never use it. You know, I go around the country and I give presentations um, in town hall meetings, and I've done this for the last 13 or 14 years. And we go to different places around the country uh, that have uh, a good-sized champion population, and we give them tips on how to uh, file claims and, and what their benefits are. And, and like I said, nothing saddens me more when people come up to me and go, you know what, I've had this for six years and I've never sent you anything. And it's just, wow. You know, and, and, and every time somebody tells me that, in my mind, I hear cha-ching, you know, like the old cash register yeah. sound. I'm like, wow, you know, you just you, you're just throwing money into the gutter. Um, so, uh, uh, really, uh, we we really need to get folks that if you're in it, make sure you participate in it. Clear, we have uh, we have a lot of new vets have had it. Uh, some just recently got permanent total awarded, and uh-huh. had been several questions on Champ VA, and of course we tried to explain the best we could and let them listen to past shows and stuff. But could you explain? Uh, what happens, like, say, for example, a veteran gets his permanent total award, uh, how his effective date and how Champ VA comes into play as far as uh, oh, them filing back the receipts and stuff to get their, you know, to get refunded back their effective date, because I know there's a time limit and there's ramifications involved. Absolutely. Uh, thanks for bringing that up. Um, that um, um, That is one of the trickiest parts of this particular program. Um now we're the government, and we don't always make things easy. Um, and and Champ VA can be just as complicated as any other government uh, a government program. We're the we're, we're bureaucracy. Um, it's a great program, and you got to get into it if you're entitled to it. You really do. But there's a portion of the program that's up front. It's one of the more complicated parts of the program, and and unfortunately, what happens is it has to be done by the the newest people in the program, the people least familiar with it. So um, what, what we're talking about now is uh, when you become permanent in total and you apply for CHAMP VA, uh, you're going to fill out the 1010-D, you're going to send in um, your supporting documentation, your DD-214, your marriage license, um, uh, birth certificates if you have children, um, all those sorts of things. Uh, you send that in, and we're gonna uh, we're gonna uh, look you up in the system, see if you've been rated actually permanent in total. Um, that's not to be confused with 100%. You can be 100% sometimes without being permanent in total. Uh, any of you guys out there that are dealing with uh, cancer or sometimes PTSD, where you have further exams, that's that's a case where you might be getting paid the 100%. Um, disability rating, but you're not considered permanent in total. And so for CHAMP VA, you need to be permanent in total. So you fill out the 1010-D and you send it all in, and we're going we're gonna to verify the P&T, and we're going to send uh, your dependent um, or yourself, if you are the dependent, uh, a card in the mail. In fact, you're going to get a whole packet of stuff. It's going to be a handbook and a card and a letter and uh, some claim forms and, and, and other things. Um, on that 
letter, there's going to be a card attached to it. And that's your Champ VA card. That's your membership card. And in there um, are, are, are two different dates. Um, one of those dates is referred to as the effective date. And that effective date is the date when the sponsoring veteran was rated as permanent in total. Okay? That might have been a week ago. That might have been 15 years ago. We get people that didn't find out about Champ VA until recently, and their their uh, spouse um, uh, was a Vietnam or Korean or sometimes even World War II veteran, and so their permanent and total status was established many, many years ago. That's the effective date. And what you have as a dependent, when you get that card and you look at that effective date, you have 180 days, basically six months from the day you receive that card in the mail to round up all of your medical bills going back to that date, even if it's 40 years, all your medical bills going back to that date and you have an opportunity to submit those for reimbursement to us. And uh, um, that can be kind of a hard way. That can a lot of money. That can be. That can a lot of money to some people. Yeah, yeah. Somebody who's... Uh, let's say they uh, they were um, had an issue from Vietnam and they were rated as permanent in total in 1972. You know, you're looking at what is that? 43 years worth of medical bills to send to us. Yeah, say if a veteran wins a Q claim or something back that far, you know that would you know that. I've, you've probably seen that before, haven't you, Glenn? What's that? Have you seen like somebody files a Q claim and wins it, and they go back like thirty years for the retro? I guess you've seen some things like that. And of course, oh I'm- yeah, sure, yeah. No, we 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 get those all the time. Um, we have a pretty steady growth within this program. It's about six percent a year, and so that's six percent of the overall population that that has this opportunity to file those those claims, those those backdated claims. Um, those things. Wow, we we have sent out some really large checks associated with the, with those uh, with those things. Now, here's the problem, though. Um, going back too many years, when things weren't electronic, when your when your medical uh, records weren't electronic, and finding all those things that you paid for, um, sometimes back before computers existed or we're being used on a regular basis anyways, that can be kind of hard. And we get a lot of people who just sort of throw up their hands and I, I, I just can't do this anymore, I can't find it, the doctor that treated me is dead, the hospital that treated me is closed, that sort of thing. Um, and, and there's really no good solution for it other than you're going to have to play detective. Now, here's the thing. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a zero-sum game. So it's not like if you don't have all of them to send in, you can't send them in. Um, in many, many cases, uh, you just find what you can and send it to us. And uh, make sure you fill out the uh, uh, claim form, uh, which is uh, VA Form 10-7959A. And you fill out one of those forms, and you can pile as many of those receipts into a box. We call them shoebox claims, um, as you possibly can. And you have 180 days to do that. Um, what I would start doing, this is what I would do. Um, if if you find yourself um, a champion, a brand new champion beneficiary, and you just got your card, I would start contacting my pharmacy. I would start contacting um, any hospitals, any uh, clinics. Uh, try as hard as you can to to, to get as much of that uh, documentation together as possible. Okay. Uh, Glenn, uh, yes, what if a guy during this time period had worked somewhere and was covered under insurance, another insurance? Well, uh, would that insurance well, here's, payment be be uh, covered? Well, the here's well the way the the way that Champ VA works is Champ VA is always secondary. Now, you can have CHAMP VA as your only insurance, and that's fine. We have lots of people that do that. But we're always secondary or, or tertiary, third, if, if you have several insurances. Now, if you're going to go back to the 180 days, you have the 180 days to go back and get all your claims. If you had other insurance at that time, what you can do is you get the EOB, 
get all the explanation of benefits from that other insurer, it actually makes it a little bit easier because most insurance companies hang on to all that information. You can go to your Blue Cross Blue Shield or Aetna or whoever you have and say, look, I need all the EOBs going back to 1994. And they should be able to provide those to you. You fill out the claim form, right, the 7959A, um, and send in those EOBs, and we'll pay the copay for you. We'll pay seventy. Oh. We'll pay seventy-five percent of the copay, or up to the Medicare allowable amount. So even if somebody else paid that little portion that you paid, we'll, we'll help reimburse you for those too. Okay, that was my question right there. Yep. So if you had no other health insurance, get get the straight up bills from uh, your your healthcare provider. Um, if you have other health insurance, simply get the EOBs um, uh, from from your insurer or your other health care uh, provider network. Um, send those to us. And as long as it has the uh, uh, prerequisite uh, information on it, um, which is basically uh, your, your itemized billing statement and the codes, the, the different uh, treatment and diagnostic codes, as long as those are on the EOB, we'll we'll pay 75% of that copay or up to the uh, Medicare allowable amount. That's right. No, but the thing no. is, the, the thing with it is, 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 it's a lot of work, and it's not it's not work that we can help you with. You you can't call us up and say, hey, I had Blue Cross Blue Shield since 1962, and and I need to get these things out of them. Well, that's 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 uh, going to be something you're going to have to do. We can't help you with that. There are HIPAA laws and all sorts of things that prevent us from looking at your things um, without with, without you providing them or or, or uh, giving us permission. So when you got to do this, when you get that uh, Champ VA card, you have 180 days to come up with all that that documentation. You have a lot of work to do, and I know it's hard. Um, and I know it can be arduous, especially some of the folks, um, uh, if you've moved a lot, or some folks that are getting really senior and, and don't have the faculties they used to to remember where they had treatment and that sort of thing. Um, uh, it, it, it can be an uphill climb a little bit. Um, but I, I'll give you my two cents and my observations for doing this for 14 years. I don't know anybody who hasn't gone through that exercise and found it worthwhile because especially if you're if your effective date goes back ten, fifteen, twenty years, that can be a substantial amount of money in your pocket. Tens of thousands of dollars, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars, depending on what you had done um medically in the past. It's it really is always worth it. Um and especially if you're getting getting to be a senior, um you know that money always comes in handy, you know, and it's it's medical claims dollars, so it's not taxed by the government. It's just a big lump check that you're going to get back for uh, your medical care um, that uh, that you are entitled to. Uh, Glenn, uh, yes, sir. What if a guy gets uh, pretty well through all this paperwork? And he sees something that's going to take longer, that might take longer to get. Uh, can he say in like 90 days, and uh, he's got the bulk of it, can he go ahead and send that in uh, with an attachment, more more data uh, pending? Well, we don't, you know, we don't identify... Um, those particular claims as any anything other than a normal claim. So if if you're working on you have all of all the documentation from this hospital or this clinic, but you're waiting on other stuff, other claims from an old insurer that you used to have or that sort of thing. You can they don't have to come in all at one shot. You don't have to send those 180 day claims in all in one one big lump. If it takes you, that's why we give you six months. If if you got some of it on hand right now, send it in. If it's going to take you two or three months to get more, then send it in two or three months. Just remember that no matter um, how much um, you're looking for or waiting on from other people, that 180 days is really solid. We do not, we cannot grant waivers for that. You have 180 days, and then 
you, that window closes and you've lost a chance. Yeah. And I've I've had some pretty pretty sad cases where people started working on it and they get caught up in career, they get caught up in family, or uh, people take too long to get back to them and they forget about it, or they try really hard and and they can't get the information they want and they just throw up their hands and walk away. Um, I got to tell you, uh, this isn't one of those things that I would walk away from, especially if you've had a um, considerable amount of, of medical care. Um, you know, one big episode, one one life-changing medical episode can be, you know, quite a bit of money out of your pocket um, that we would reimburse you for. Well, even the copay could add up <laughs> considerably. Ab- over absolutely. The years. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And uh, and you don't ever want to just drop it and walk away from it. Um, it's it's money that that you've earned that that you're entitled to that we should be paying you. Um, so please, folks, if you're listening and you got sort of fed up with the process, you can always call our 1-800 number, which is 1-800-733-8387, and somebody will talk you through the process. Um, if you run into a snag, you can always call them up and ask for advice or what they should do next. If you can't find the form you're looking for or can't remember what it was or you lost your handbook, you can always call that number, and, and we'll help you out. That's what we're here for. we got about 200 people in the floor above me, actually, uh, in our call center. Um, we're answering calls pretty quick, and we give really great service. Um, uh, we want you to call. If you're in our program, we, re- we recognize that this program isn't easy. It just isn't. Uh, the VA and the government in general is a very large bureaucracy, and we do things in a very bureaucratic manner. And sometimes that can be kind of a hard road to hoe. Um, but we recognize that. And so we have our call center. We, we highly encourage anybody with questions about 180 days or how to how to get what's a good way to get things out of a uh, information out of a doctor or a hospital or how do I find past things we can help you with that we we can give you advice on how to do that and help you through the process this isn't an adversarial process and, and we we try not to run anything in champ VA like that um uh, so uh, please call us with with any kind of questions cuz this is this is important this is money out of your pocket you know, um, it may seem like found money to a lot of people, but the fact of the matter is the, your your veteran, through his or her service, earned this benefit, and so this is money you're entitled to. You don't want to walk away from it. Yeah, guys, realize something. Uh, this is uh, this organization, Champ VA, it's not like calling the uh, 800 number to the VA. You're not going to get kicked around to call center across the country. You, you call this number, you're going directly to Champ VA, and uh, yep. believe me, you're talking to Champ VA and these folks here. I mean, they've really got it going on. Compared to any other aspect of the VA and the entire system, system wide, even Social Security, these guys here, they've got it. They've got they've got a leg up on them because they do answer the phone and they take care of business basically on the same day. So I've had issues with them before, uh, numerous times. Uh, I've got two beneficiaries now that use Champ VA, and we've never had a problem. So I really strongly support Champ VA. It's probably the best insurance going. Uh, Glenn, you've got a very large audience today. We want to thank you for coming on the show. Hey, no problem. Uh, question out of the uh, out of the group. Actually, I've got mm-hmm. two questions. Uh, one of them is an explanation of Champ VA City program. And, okay. Uh, a couple couple folks have had some serious issues with that. It seems like some of the VAs are actually trying to cut that out. I don't know what they're trying to do, but. Uh, I'm just trying to, you know, get a handle on what, you know. I guess the VA makes, I guess they make that judgment. They've got their own facility. But uh, can you explain yeah. that? Sure. Well, the city program, the Champ VA In-House Treatment Initiative, is what it's called, and the the acronym is City. It is a program where, um, if if a particular VA medical center or or community-based outpatient clinic, um has excess capacity, they will see CHAMP VA beneficiaries um, for free, uh, just like a veteran. Now, there's some there's some caveats to that. Uh, the biggest one being, um, if the VA, it's up to the VA medical center whether they want to participate or not. 
Uh, in this particular instance, all we all Champ VA really acts like is a checkbook. Um, if you call up the VA Medical Center and they're taking Champ VA beneficiaries, and you would like to go there, um, uh, it's it's up to them. You'll need to call them and, and register. And what happens is, if you go there and get treated, they send us a bill and we pay your bill. Uh, and we keep the money inside the VA instead of going out on the economy because it's a lot cheaper that way. Uh, we also know that you're going to get great health care, um, and it's not going to cost you anything. There's no copay, there's no cost share, there's no fees of any kind. And you go there, you get treated just like a veteran would, and, and, and we pick up the bill. Um, there's a couple of issues with that. One, it's, like I said, it's up to the VA Medical Center or the CBOC, um, whether they want to participate. And if they don't, they'll simply say, we're not doing it. Uh, we can't make them do it. Uh, they do it as a courtesy. Uh, they see our people as a courtesy to us. And we have participation in this program. Um, it fluctuates. Um, if you get a, a hospital that has a sudden inundation of, of veterans who need care, veterans, it's the VA hospital. It's it's not the dependent hospital, and so veterans always get care first. Um, and so if you have a lot of hospitals with really large utilization uh, by the veteran community, they may not participate in city. The other issue is you can't be Medicare eligible um, and participate in the program because there's no mechanism in the federal government for the uh, Department of Veterans Affairs to bill Medicare. Medicare is always primary to us in every aspect um if if you're eligible for medicare um they come first uh va comes second uh so if you become medicare eligible meaning either you have a disability that gets you a social security rating or you turn 65 whichever one if you become medicare eligible you can't be seen at the va medical center anymore now that doesn't mean you're excluded from champ va and going to the to uh, uh, the city program um, does not mean that you're excluded from Champ VA on the economy, as as you all know, um, uh, VA medical centers um, oftentimes don't have specific specialties um, that that you may need. Um, women's issues, in particular, OBG or uh, um, obstetrician issues, sometimes um, you know the VA although it has delivered babies, doesn't do that on a, on a super frequent basis. So you might get pawned out. But that's okay. You can use sometimes. You can go to the VA and get your treatment for free. And sometimes if you need to go out in the economy, you use CHAMP VA like it's intended and go out in the economy. It's, it's a way to uh, get, get well-rounded care, um, some of it for free, uh, from the VA. Uh, now, we have had issues in the past um, one comes to mind last was it last year, a year before last, the Cheyenne, Wyoming VA Medical Center just decided they didn't want to participate anymore and they mailed all of our beneficiaries a letter and said, Don't show up here again which I didn't didn't quite agree with. I made them hold a town hall meeting. Um uh, to explain to those folks that they, they are excluding from the program, why? Now, in their case, there's an Air Force base in Cheyenne. They had uh, they have a lot of retirees in Cheyenne, and so um, the veteran population was taking up their capacity, and they didn't have the capacity to treat other people. And that's okay. Um, they, they just sort of didn't handle get you know, bowing gracefully out of the program very well. Uh, but sometimes that happens. You have to be flexible. Now, you'll always have CHAMP VA, whether you're in city or not. And so if uh, the VA Medical Center says, hey, look, we just have entirely too many veterans um, for us to handle right now, and so we're not going to be seeing any more city folks, then you should be you should be ready um, or at least mentally uh, ready to uh, go out in the economy and find a doctor and, and use the CHAMP VA program that way. Um, but we also, you know, there, there's issues with um, sometimes care at some of these hospitals, and, and I hate to sound like a cop-out on this, but like I said earlier, we don't have, um, other than paying your bill, we don't control what happens at the hospitals or what kind of care they can give you. 
Now, by all by all accounts, the care that everybody's getting is, is quite good. We don't get too many complaints about, uh, um, you know, I went to this VA medical center and, and I didn't get treated well. Um, more often than not, it's I wanted to go to this VA medical center and they don't participate. Can you please make them? Um, and, and we we really can't. We don't have that authority. Question number two, Glenn. Yes, sir. All right. The person stated, I have CHAMP VA, and I went to this certain doctor. And this certain doctor says, we don't take CHAMP VA. Okay. Uh, so it says, I asked them, do you take Medicare? And they said, yes. They said, well, then you should take, take CHAMP VA. But I guess they refuse to take nope. it. They don't understand the rules. But they should be. They should take it, right? Well, uh, no. Uh, here's, here's here's sort of the deal on that. Um, the only time that anybody has to, by law, take Champ VA are hospitals in an emergency situation. You find yourself in an ambulance, as, as you guys know. Uh, most laws. In most states, say if you're in an ambulance, you have to go to the nearest hospital with an emergency room. It doesn't matter what it is. Okay, in those cases, um, they have to take Champ VA. But everybody else, if they don't want to participate, they don't have to. Now, there are several things you can do. First of all, um, the person who asked the question, it sounds like they have Medicare. If you have Medicare, you don't have to worry about whether the doctor takes CHAMP VA because we have what's called the Medicare Crossover Agreement. Mm-hmm. And that was signed in 2010. And that's a that's a, a deal between um, CHAMP VA and Medicare. And what that means is when the doctor bills Medicare, instead of you having to get the EOB from Medicare and fill out the forms and all that stuff and send it to us, Medicare will automatically bill us for the remainder. They let us know that they paid a portion of your your payment and what we owe. Here's the leftover amount and what we owe you or the provider um, uh, we're going to pay. So if you have Medicare and you go to the doctor and that doctor is going to bill Medicare, they're automatically going to bill us. It doesn't matter whether they take us or not. If you have Medicare and you have CHAMP VA and you go to the doctor or a hospital and they bill Medicare, Medicare will automatically bill us so you don't have to worry about whether they take it or not. Yeah. Now, let's say you don't have Medicare. Let's say you're just looking for a doctor and you go, you know, you live in Shreveport, Louisiana, and you want to go to an oncologist and you go there and say, look, I have a, uh, the only thing I have is CHAMP VA. Will you take that? Um, they say no. There's several things you can do. The first thing, uh, this is what I would do today go to our website, go to fact sheets. Okay, and download fact sheet 01-16, and that is uh, it, it's a fact sheet. It's basically called Champ VA uh, for office managers, uh, for providers and office managers. And what you do is you take that that copy of that fact sheet with you to a new doctor, and you say, "I have Champ VA. It's part of the Department of Veterans Affairs. Um, will you bill them electronically?" Because that's what you want. You want them to bill us electronically. Um, and you show, them, you show them that fact sheet and it explains how they can bill us electronically, how long it takes to get, our, get their money back, what we're going to pay them back, basically the Medicare rate. Um, in, in most cases, uh, the, the health care provider will go, okay, I can do this. Um, if they look at the fact sheet and go, I still don't want to take CHAMP VA. I don't want to bill them electronically. Immediately, while you're standing there, call our 1-800 number, and we will talk to the provider. We will say, look, this is who we are. We're not some fly-by-night organization, okay? We're the Department of Veterans Affairs. We're going to pay at the CMAC rate. We're going to pay you in three days electronically. This is what we need. Uh, Are you willing to do this? In that case, many, many uh, providers will go, okay, I understand what it is now. I'll take it. Um, At the end of the day, at the very end of the day, if they don't want to take it, I would go someplace else. Um, they don't have to, and um, um, if they're not willing to bill us on your behalf, there's a protection problem there. And, and by protection right. problem, um, this is the deal. The Champ VA is, is, is a cost share. 
program. There's no co-pays and there's no premiums. There's a cost share, and the cost share is we pay 75% of the allowable amount, and the beneficiary pays 25%. If you have other health insurance, it'll be 75% of your copay, and you pay your 25% of the copay. Um, but here's the deal. When a healthcare provider, a hospital, clinic, doctor, whoever, bills us electronically, and we give them our share of the money, our 75% of the allowable amount, and you give them your 25% of the allowable amount, the deal is done, okay? There is no, there's no coming back for more. I'll give you an example. You fall down, you break your arm, it costs $10,000 to fix it. They bill us $10,000. Now, what they bill and what they're allowed are two different things. The allowable amount is what Medicare says things are worth. That's the Medicare rate is the allowable amount. So if the allowable amount is $1,000 on a broken arm, we're going to pay $750. You're going to pay $250. And when that health care provider accepts those two payments together, basically our $750 and your $250 to make that $1,000 allowable amount, the deal is done. They have to eat the 9000 bucks. They don't get to come after you for it. They don't get to put a lien on your house or garnish your wages or take your tax return or any of the things they, they can threaten to do. They can't do it. That's in violation of the Balanced Billing Act, okay, and it's against the law. So what you want is you want that doctor to bill us. If they bill us, we pay our bit, you pay your bit, the deal is done. If they give you, if you go to the doctor and they say, uh, we don't take CHAMP VA, you're just going to need to pay this bill. And they give you a bill for $10,000 and you pay it, guess how much we're going to pay you back? 750 bucks. We're not going to pay you anymore, we're going to pay them. And if you pay that $10,000 when you should have only paid your $250, um, you have no recourse to go get that money back from them. If you pay them the billed amount, then you're out that money. And so, That's a big issue. You really yeah, yeah. You you really want that doctor, that that clinic or hospital or whoever to bill us because when our money changes hands and you guys pitch in your 25 percent of either the copay or the cost, um, the deal's done. And it protects you. It keeps you from, keeps them from coming back and trying to get more. We get people all the time uh, that call up and say, "Look, I I got an EOB from you that said you paid four thousand two hundred dollars, and I paid my you know six hundred eighty two dollars or whatever the deal is, and now they're coming back to me for another twenty thousand dollars." Well, they can't do that. That's against the law. And it, and if that's happening to anybody out there right now, if you think you've been balanced billed. Um, and you're a CHAMP VA beneficiary, you call our, our phone, uh, our 1-800 number, our phone number immediately. That's 1-800-733-8387, and we'll make sure that that stops and that they go away. Even if they send it to collections, it doesn't matter. They can send it to collections all they want. They're not entitled to any more money, and if they keep harassing you, that's against the law, Well, and we can well, make their life about. very difficult. Actually, they they are breaking the law, actually, Glenn, because if they're trying to collect money, say if you're if you're a permanent total veteran, first of all, and you're on compensation, and your family members have Champ VA, and if it's not a government institution, your Champ V or your uh, VA uh, compensation is protected by law, and they cannot yeah, touch so it. Is, yeah, so our so our VA uh, claim money when we send when somebody right. files a claim with us, and we send that back, that's non-taxable, and they can't touch it. Um, and so what you want is you want that doctor to bill us so that the payment mechanism remains as we pay our 75% of the allowable, you pay your 25%, and whatever's left over, that's their problem. It's not our problem or that's your problem. And we, I, I can tell you, we've, uh, we, we've sent guys with badges and guns out to more than one place to, uh, um, to let these people know that they're in violation. We have, you know, we have our own inspector general office. They can arrest people in any state. They do carry a badge. They're a federal agent, and they do carry a gun. And violation of the Balanced Billing Act is is breaking the law. So if you I think that's happening, well, that's not the only thing they do. But you know, usually we're pretty nice about it. We understand that 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 uh, you know uh, that's a that's a service industry. It's a cash industry. 
uh, health care. Um, they may be nice to your face and, and really care about your health, but at the end of the day, they're getting paid like everybody else. Okay, and they want that money. They consider that part of their income. Um, the fact of the matter is most people aren't, aren't even aware of the, ba- the Balance Billing Act. And so, uh, you know, first time it happens, if you call us up, we'll be nice. We'll call them up and say, hey, we don't know if you realize this, but in the case of Jane Doe, you're asking, you sent them the collections for $17,087 or whatever it is, and you're not entitled to that. The, you have, we have paid you our amount. They have paid you their amount. That deal is done. So we're going to ask you nicely, stop bothering for the money, call up the collections people and call them off because you're not entitled to that money anymore. If they Wouldn't keep it, be it up. Fraud? No, it's not attempted fraud. Um, uh, I, I think more often than not, it's uh, people who aren't aware of the Balanced Billing Act. Because you know, if you if you're John Q. Public and you go there, if you and you go to um, uh, a hospital and, and you pay whatever, not not the entire amount, and you owe them the amount, they they have the legal right to come after you. Champ VA in this particular case, they're they're protected people. Okay, they have the Balanced Billing Act behind them, um, and and so uh, and that has to the Balanced Billing Act. You can Google it. It has to do with payments uh, by the federal government on behalf of, of specific populations. They can't come back and ask for that money. They can't. You're protected. And um, the way to protect yourself is have them bill us. Don't pay that bill amount, you know, because uh, once you pay that, you can't get that back uh, any more than they can get the balance out of you if we've already paid your bid. So, um be smart, folks. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I was thinking of a nice way to put that, but but that's that's, that's basically it. You know, this program is good, great as it is, and and you know what, we we get uh, uh, customer satisfaction scores through the ceiling. Uh, we we work very very hard to make Champ VA um, the best program in the VA. Um, at the same time, it's not the easiest program. And at the same time, again, you have, as a champion beneficiary, you've got some homework to do. We're not going to do it all for you. Uh, we run into this quite a bit. Um, people just sort of think we're going to do it for them. Uh, I had an issue in San Diego. I was giving a presentation on Champ VA to the beneficiaries in the San Diego area, and one guy was heckling me pretty hard. Um, and he had, he had some heartburn with us, so we, we talked with him after the I said, you know, hang out. We'll, I'll, I'll make space time for you. We'll, we'll, I'll answer all your questions. And we sat down, and what he was doing was he was just simply taking um, the seat. Some of them didn't have his name on it, and some of them didn't have anything on it. He would just take receipts, put them in an envelope, and mail them to us and expect us to send money back. And I said, you know, sir, that's that's not how that worked. He says, well, that's your blank, blank job. I said, well, you know, it's not. <laughs> if you read the handbook, you have a part of this too. Certainly we'll help you through the process, and we're more than happy to, to reimburse you for the, for the health care that, that you paid for and that, that you're entitled to. Um, but at the same time, we, we're not going to do it all for you. There is a reasonable amount of self-preservation involved with this program, um, and, and that includes finding a, a doctor that will participate with us for you, um, uh, finding a good doctor, uh, making sure things, uh, if you send us claims, that, that, that you send in the, the, the right material with those claims so that you get reimbursed. Uh, there are things that you have to do. We're not going to do it all for you. Um, and we certainly encourage you to do what you need to do to get that money because you, your veteran earned it and, and you're entitled to it. Right. Now, folks, Champ VA is not the only thing that uh, Glenn is and his group uh, take care of. Uh, there's a couple other issues they administer, and uh, if you, uh, this is a, a veteran issue because they take care of veterans. They've got a program called the Foreign Medical Program, and if you live overseas, or even if you take a cruise, because these cruise ships are actually licensed or uh, flagged under the nation that they're under. So, explain that to them a little bit, Glenn. Okay. Well, the Foreign Medical Program is a great benefit. Um, basically, if you are a uh, veteran who has a service-connected disability, even rated at 0%, and if you're living or traveling overseas, 
uh, and need medical medical care associated with uh, your service-connected disability or a condition that aggravates your service-connected dis- uh, disability, um, uh, you can go ahead and submit claims to us. Uh, when you get back from your travels or if you're living overseas continuously while you're living overseas, and we will pay those claims at 100% um, as billed uh, from wherever you are. There's only, and this may change, um, there's, there's only three countries we won't we won't pay a claim in. We won't pay a claim in uh, North Korea. We won't pay a claim... Uh, currently in Iran due to the sanctions against that country, economic sanctions. And at least for the time being, we won't pay for medical claims uh, accrued in Cuba. But everybody else in the world is fair game. We've paid uh, we paid claims in over 140 different countries. And, you know, we have a substantial number of uh, uh, veterans living in certainly living overseas and, and, and also traveling overseas. Um, as uh, uh, Jay mentioned, you know, if you're on a uh, uh, on a cruise um, and you fall and hurt yourself uh, because of your service-connected disability or you have something associated with your service-connected disability and you need medical care, uh, you know, Medicare won't pay overseas claims, and those are considered overseas claims. So you can send them to us. The same with Champ VA. Champ VA will pay that? claims... I'm sorry, sir. How does a veteran sign up that program? Oh, uh, he can just uh, he can call our one eight hundred number, one eight hundred seven three three eight three eight seven. He can go online and there's a form you can fill out. You can call us up and we can fill out the form electronically. And what'll happen is, once you sign up, um, we're going to go check your records uh, wherever they are. Um, usually at the nearest um, uh, regional office, or if you, uh, if you're living in Europe or Africa, um, your uh, uh, records will be kept in uh, Pittsburgh. If you're living in South America or Asia, your records are kept in Houston, Texas. Um, and what we'll do is we'll verify what your service-connected disabilities are. And we'll send you a letter that says, Welcome to the Foreign Medical Program. It's got some information on how to utilize the program, and it lists on there all your service-connected disabilities. One of the things that we get questions about a lot are, you know what, in the United States, I'm rated at 100%. I can go there for anything. If I get the measles or the flu or a a bucket falls off a building onto my head, I can go get treated at the VA for free. Um, Okay, you're you're correct. In the United States, 100% is 100%. 100% is not the same overseas. Um, and so you may be rated at 100% and get all your medical care at the local VA here, but if you live or travel overseas, um, it's only going to be things associated with your service-connected disability or um, conditions that aggravate it. Uh, I'll give you an example. Um, we had a we had a, a veteran um, uh, that was living in Panama, and uh, he was rated um, 100% due to post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, associated with his post-traumatic stress disorder was um, a substance abuse problem, and he ended up with cirrhosis. Well, the VA made the determination that cirrhosis is part of uh, a pattern of behavior associated with his PTSD, and we paid for the cirrhosis. Um, I'll give you another example. We had uh, uh, a guy in Italy. Um, this is sort of sad, funny at the same time. He, uh, he had extreme hearing loss. Um, and he was a, an older uh, uh, veteran from uh, World War II, um, walked out into traffic, and his hearing aid the VA gave him wasn't working very well, and he didn't hear the car coming, and he got run over by a car. Um, we paid for that. You know, it had to do, he didn't he didn't hear the car because his hearing aid didn't work, and his hearing was service-connected, and so we paid for all the medical care associated uh, with him getting run over. Them fiats are too quiet, anyways. <laughs> well, you know the thing with me is, um, uh, I, I've lived in Italy. I got to tell you, hearing aid or not, you're likely to get run over if you step out into a street. Those those those, those folks are, are are they might be great on a Grand Prix track, but going down the local street, they uh, not so hot. So. Um, we're pretty good about making connections to things. Uh, we've had people that had uh, um, 
prosthetic limbs fail, and they had accidents associated with that, and we've paid for those. Um, we've had certainly any of the presumptive conditions associated with uh, uh, Agent Orange exposure. You know, if you're if you're entitled to, if if you have a presumptive condition associated with with your service in Vietnam and you're living overseas, if it's diabetes or ischemic heart disease or whatever the deal is, we're going to pay for it. So. So all you can do is call up, call up, or go online, fill it out, and you'll get a letter back. And whenever you need it, you can use it. Um, and we have been known if there's a, a, a solid service-connected disability associated with a veteran, and they didn't know about the foreign medical program, we have uh, in the past made made exception and and, and signed up people, backdated it, so that we we could take care of those claims for folks. Um, just remember, the biggest problem that we run into isn't uh, um, isn't usually paying for the care. What it is is uh, uh, people uh, who are 100% thinking that when they travel or, or, or live overseas, they get the same level of care that they would get inside the country, inside the United States. And, and really, that's that's not going to happen. It's mm-hmm. only going to be things associated with your service-connected disability. But, you know, if you have a bunch of issues or if you have a lot of... Uh, uh, presumptive conditions due to your service, um, and, and you want to live or travel overseas, this is a great way to get a lot of things uh, paid for by us. Any more questions? No, that's covered about the entire gamut there of the folks asking the questions. Uh, you okay. Know, let's, uh, we'll know what the benefit is out there. And uh, Yep. Um, please, anytime they, yeah, any anytime you got uh, questions about it, call our one eight hundred number, and I'll give that out one last time. That's one eight hundred seven three three eight three eight seven, and we'll be happy to discuss any of our programs with you, or 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 help you through some of the processes. We know it's not easy, and we don't, uh, and, and and we're not glad it's not easy. Um, uh, we want to help you through it, and we want you to be successful. We want you to get the benefits you're entitled to. So please, anytime you have issues, uh, yeah, please just go ahead and call us. Yep, so folks, write that number down and uh, put it away somewhere. You guys will probably need it one of these days. Yeah. Uh, so, but uh, now we know that uh, we got some good information today, and if you've got a doctor that you want to try to get to take Champ VA, Go ahead and print that. Uh, go to the website and print that form off, and take it to their billing office, and they might just get it done for you. I've done it to two myself, so it well, does work. Here's the, here, here's the thing. You know, 417,000 people in the in the program currently. You know, that's a good sized city, but in the greater scheme of things, that's that's pretty minuscule, frankly, in the healthcare world. I'll give you an example. Tricare has 28 million people in it. We've only got four hundred seventeen thousand. So most of the times, when 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 a healthcare provider or or institution doesn't want to participate with Champ VA, it's because they don't know what it is. Uh, and once we explain that to them and, and how easy it is to get, you know, we pay faster than Tricare. We pay three or four days faster than them. So you know, once they once they realize that this is a pretty good deal, um, most of them are. Pretty most of them participate. We have very few people that flat out go, no, I will not do it. Um, and those people tend to be doctors in areas that don't like the Medicare uh, reimbursement rate. And so they don't want to play any games of the government. They don't want to do anything with any government program. And so they'll they'll cut people out of Medicare, Medicaid, CHAMP VA, TRICARE, uh, minors insurance, railroad insurance, all those government programs, they won't, they won't play with any of us. So, you know, and if you find that doctor, and eh, go find another one. You know that the doctors who don't want to participate, um, if, you know, if they're not willing to participate in your healthcare program, then then you don't need them as a doctor. You don't need to be giving them your money, frankly. So, just look, just look in the park lot, see if they drive. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yep. Yeah. So no, that's it. Well, Glenn, I do want to thank you for coming on. Uh, no problem. We'll have time. To, we don't have. But uh, we'll get you back on again here in the next month or two. Okay. Maybe we'll discuss the, we'll discuss the Champ VA dental plan here in a couple months. How okay, it's going. we can do that. We can do that. All right. 
Thanks Alrighty. for coming on, buddy. We appreciate it. Ain't no problem. Good to talk All to right. you. All right. You've been listening to the com Blog Talk Radio Show, sponsored by Hadit.com. All opinions expressed here are the opinions of the individuals appearing on the show and are not the opinions of Hadit.com or Blog Talk Radio. Tune in next time for another edition of Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio and the Ask Bachelor Show. <laughs>